0: What's going on, you guys? Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Backroom Movie News. It's a solo episode here for this guy, Two Thumbs. I'm just gonna, we're gonna go over the history of the Conjuring universe so far, the movies that come out, and I'm gonna tell you why Annabelle 3 is going to be the best movie in the Conjuring franchise so far, right here on Backroom Movie. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to My House. <laughs> I'm Chase Cooper, Now, as I said, I'm going to tell you why Annabelle 3 might be the best Conjuring movie so far. But first, we're going to slide through the, uh, the films as they have been up till now. So, uh, <clears throat> scary days are ahead with the third Annabelle movie on the way. Gary Dowerman, he's returning to write as he did the first two Annabelle movies. He also wrote It, It 2, and the upcoming Nun movie. Daberman's gonna direct this as well which is a sure sign that his relationship with the new line cinema is only getting stronger no wonder considering all the films that you know have been released so far and the upcoming none they all they've all been critically received well the fans like them they've made plenty of money so successful so no wonder Daberman's back and there's no there was no official word on the plot and uh a few days ago we learned that it's gonna be... It's been quoted as a haunted night in the museum. It's gonna focus on Ed and Lorraine's daughter being terrorized by Annabelle in their home. She's gonna be fucking with all the artifacts and spirits attached to that, so it's 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 gonna be a good movie. But uh first we're gonna talk about the uh the first conjuring movie. It started back in twenty thirteen with James Wan's The Conjuring. Nice and simple. It's based on real life occurrences in nineteen seventy one in the Perrin family's home. One said that he has been a long been a fan and follower of Ed and Lorraine Warren's work as paranormal investigators. When Warner Brothers began planning a movie based on them, you know, perhaps their most famous case, I think, Juan ended up being their choice, and rightfully so, as he crafted a terrifying film with surprisingly nice emotional and thematic elements, you know. It, it was a good movie. It wasn't just scary, although it was real fucking scary. With, uh, with critical and box office success, Juan was able to set up his own connected universe here, you know, in, uh, while the Avengers were assembling and now superhero comic and comic movies were trying to build up theirs, you know, Juan created a nice little niche for himself, but now he's working with DCU, so we'll see how that goes, um, sorry, I lost my place talking about that, okay, yeah, so, it's, it set up the connected universe, and, uh, James Wan dubbed it as the Conjuring Universe. That was... I'm trying to make it... <laughs> I'm in the middle of something. I just walked through. I don't care. Uh, he dubbed it... That's going to be funnier. Just go ahead. No, he walked... Uh, he called it the Conjuring Universe. That was in the special features on the Blu-ray. He stated that it was like a goal or broad idea to make a film based on every artifact in that room in Ed and Lorraine's house. <laughs> Chris, do you hear that? <laughs> so, Juan returns to direct *The Conjuring 2* 2 in 2016 as well. The critical reaction wasn't quite as good, but it was still well received and definitely a box office success. I, uh, I think it's just as enjoyable and scary as the first one. You know, and I fucking love the design of the nun, man. Casey and I, I am making a video. <laughs> no, it's cool. I don't care, man. Uh no, but uh the nun. Uh, it's it's the shining, it is the star of that movie. Fucking love it. The Nun's yeah, it's it's a demon, it's it's taken the form of a nun. It's it's great. The demon's name is Balak. And I don't like saying it out loud, but I'm gonna say it a lot here. Balak. Uh, um so that movie yeah, and like I already said, they're working on a spin off called The Nun fittingly. It's coming out September seventh this year. We're gonna be there on opening night, man. Uh, but the real breakout star to sort of get here from that movie was probably Annabelle. That's the demonic doll. It's, it's once again based on real life occurrences. It's uh, let's see, the real one's actually a Raggedy Ann doll, as we've noted. It's fucking loud in here, isn't it? Uh, but and it's held locked away in the uh, the Warrens Museum. It was actually on an episode of Ghost Adventures, so it was here in Las Vegas, I think. Which fuck? So just I mean, I just wanted to let you know that that's supposedly there's a real life scary demon inhabiting that doll in this world right now in this state in, at one point okay but you know so in the first Conjuring movie Annabelle she, she's a side character you know it's in the, in the beginning we see a reporter in the Warren's artifact room and the doll's kind of a focal point now it's no Raggedy Ann but the design and production team crafted one scary motherfuckers don't you worry yeah, then later in the film, the main antagonist, uh, Beth Sheba, which I also don't like saying, but I'm going to say it, is terrorizing Ed Lorraine and the parents, which is a new band name and I call it. And it finds a way to manifest itself to the Warren's daughter back home. And it uses the Annabelle doll to scare. The audience loved that. They didn't fuck it no, they probably did. But they loved that and, you know, we ate it up. And So after that movie, immediately people were wondering, you know, when's the Annabelle movie coming out? So, of course, Warner Brothers immediately began work on that spinoff. In fact, it was the first film after the con- first Conjuring movie. That first Conjuring movie is in 2013. Annabelle's in 2014. It's about one year if you're counting. And it's, uh, it wasn't great. It was not great, my friend. And I'm probably more harsh than I need to be, but I think it fails at being... S- you know, really scary, which the other three movies, Conjuring, Conjuring 2 and Annabelle Creation, I mean, they scared the daylights out of me, but Annabelle, not so much. One scene was really unsettling, but, you know, that's kind of it. I just, there was nothing outstanding about that movie, unfortunately. But, you know, nonetheless, man, it expanded the universe's mythology and Conjuring 2 would expand even more later. It had generally strong performances. The great score. Man, I love the movie scores. Joseph Bashara did the uh, first three, and then Benjamin Walfish, who also did it, worked on Blade Runner 2049, he did Annabelle Creation. So I really love the scores. And then, yeah, it introduced uh, introduced us to two new and important things, and it's going to be two of the reasons why Annabelle 3 is going to be the best one so far, maybe. The Nun might beat it. So the first thing that it introduced us to was Gary Dauberman. Now, his script might be lacking a tiny bit in the first Annabelle movie, but, you know, him working on that is why we got Annabelle creation, why we got it and why we're going to get the nun it to in this upcoming Annabelle movie. So he's he's great, man. He's he's fucking great. Uh, The second is the actual form of the demon uh, whose name is actually Ram, which I find very funny. (laughs) Uh, But um, so the, the credit for that design goes to director of Annabelle, John R. Leonetti. Uh, he he said they were in production and they decided that the doll needed something else. You know, they wanted to break it up or, you know, give the film some some other antagonist, 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 or er, in, in addition to Annabelle. So he had his team model the entity after a gargoyle, which is a sort of a little fuck you to the church because gargoyles are found on churches and they're supposed to scare away demons, you know, because everyone has their weaknesses and it's he also wanted the all black design and costume because he he wanted a, a burnt just out of hell look, which is a creepy thought. I mean, like it's been down there for so long, just burning up in hell, and every time it's let out, just the evil evil the evil radiates from the image. <laughs> now there are I said there's some shortcomings in that film. There's no way to overlook it, but it helped expand the universe. It diversified the visual style a little bit while still staying close to what James Wan did. And then it gave us a scary-looking demon, which I can't stop thinking about, unfortunately. And I really like some of the ideas they're working with, even if it wasn't perfect. But it led us right into Annabelle creation. Stop that. (laughs) I'm trying to be serious. Now, once The Conjuring 2 came out, there were plans for The Nun, Conjuring 3, and The Crooked Man. But uh, still, there was another Annabelle film in the pipeline, and it was actually much anticipated. I mean, it followed the film Formula so far and stuck to it. Stuck a scary demon scaring people in a scary house in a scary location, and uh, I thought I thought it was still interesting and fresh. We're talking about end of book creation. I don't know if I said that. And for several reasons, you know. So one being the setting, uh, late fifties, middle of nowhere house, nice. The other main reason is all the energy was is based on being scary. I mean, I feel like Conjuring Two is a bit more they focus a bit more on being you know more of a higher quality thematic element and like you know a better film no offense folk and love annabelle creation but annabelle creation it's like every ounce of energy goes into it being scary so it's got great atmosphere and uh, i think david f sandberg the director did an awesome job of taking advantage of horror tropes as well as turning some on their heads and making it a little bit different he knows what he's he knows he's no he's He's working with the same formula they've been working with the, with these movies and horror for a long time. So he tries to play on that, and I think it works. Atmosphere is usually what makes a film really scary. So, I mean, he, he fucking got it. He did it, man. And, you know, plot and characters are always going to be important, but you need that scary atmosphere for a horror movie to be good. And if the film does anything well, it's the atmosphere. I'm going to stop saying atmosphere. Now, just like the previous two movies, creation does a great job of expanding the mythology. It actually rewrites some of the history laid down in The Conjuring and Annabelle, and I think in the special features on Creation, they acknowledge that they know they kind of messed up. They didn't totally intend to do that. But then again, I think Dauberman, since he's been so consistent in writing their movies so far, he's worked on most of them, and the producers know what they're doing and how they want that continuity to keep building up, especially if they plan on keep going back in the timeline. I'm sure you know there'll be several prequels. I, they know what they're doing, and they're not afraid to rewrite the history if they need to. So I, I think that's a good thing. It's very good. So the downside of that movie is that it kind of does the minimum in developing, you know, any empathy for main characters, and the supporting roles are just cardboard cutout bullshit. So it really just exists to be a scary. <laughs> it really just exists to be scary, which I do like. And if it didn't hook you in at all, then that means it was probably boring, bad. But overall, it's a great ride. Good popcorn, flake, so lots <laughs> and lots of popcorn was consumed watching this because this movie made over a hundred million dollars on a fifteen or so million dollar budget. In fact, all these movies have been financially successful. They've uh, together four movies made over a billion dollars at the box office, so they're doing something right. So you know, with a with a nice original, a slightly worse sequel, a foul ball of a spinoff, and a return to form prequel to the spinoff. This franchise is in all right shape story-wise. I I think the real selling point is the visual language and style the whole franchise kind of took on. Uh, It's just got a really strong... It's really strong, and it has an air of originality and creativity. Uh, The important thing is that it keeps making money. Like I said, only four films in, they've made over a billion dollars, so I'm not worried about that. And even if the films aren't really game-changers or super-amazing... It's you know I mean the Conjuring is probably one of the best horror films of the 21st century, but they still have captivated audiences. So getting into Annabelle three a little bit more here, it's a little surprising that it gets the the nod over uh, or before the Crooked Man or the Conjuring three because I thought after Creation, New Line Cinema would want to push forward with more of these spinoffs and different stories. I mean the Crooked Man's supposed to be. Sort of a dark fairy tale, like James Wan said they're working on, and the uh, the Conjuring Three is supposed to be a bit of a departure from the norm. Uh, Wan even teases something like uh, like werewolves being involved with it, so it could be real different depending on if they ever do it or how they do it. But I guess it's also not a surprise that they do Annabelle before those because this is kind of a guaranteed moneymaker. People like the the design of the doll; they know it's gonna. They know what they're. What they're going in for, and it should be quality, so it's it's a bit of some guaranteed money while they continue to develop you know fresh and new stories and you know I'm, I'm finally I'm getting there guys I'm finally getting to why I think the third Annabelle could be the best conjuring movie so far, so the main reason why, and I've already highlighted this before, but I'm bringing it back Gary Dauberman. you know we already know some of the recent and upcoming more horror movies on his resume, so I've got full confidence that he's going to craft something. At least somewhat scary because he knows what he's doing. He has the skill to uh, he has the skill to write these movies. <laughs> he has the skill to write these movies well. So I think it's going to translate well with him directing it. It's probably going to be easier too with his him executing his vision. You know, so it's it's going to be twisted there. And uh, uh, let's see. Oh, okay, now. and. You know, his vision is going to evolve throughout the shoot, and so is the script, and, you know, the edit- editing is a whole, not- it's like a third rewrite, but still, it's going to be a good time with Dabberman in, in tow. And uh, I think he's going to make the movie that he wants to make, because like I've said, he's a, can- <laughs> so like I've said, he uh, he has a real good relationship with the studio, whether it's working on it, or Annabelle, or The Nun, he's worked with them a lot, so I think he's going to be able to avoid being crushed by studio expectations, now, the other... Re- oh, no, there is no reason. That's right. He's the reason why it's going to be good. Yeah, sorry, I didn't adjust those notes. So uh, I just wanted to revisit real quick. During Comic-Con weekend, James Wan and Daberman were the ones who revealed the basic synopsis. They said it's going to be a haunted night at the museum. It's going to be the Warren's daughter facing off against Anna- Annabelle. And, you know, this sounds good. I I still think it could be the best, but uh, I don't know why you're giggling. But I think... I would have gone into dur- different directions. So here's here's what I here's what I think. This is it's gonna be another simple and predictable plot. Case and kinda to touched on this in another episode. You know, you already know what's going down. It's just it's gonna be the demon haunting her in the house. You know, it's you know, it's gonna be real scary. I, was thinking that <laughs> I, I, I could see it in your face, man. I could feel it. So, you know, the, but I mean, the Warren's home is a little bit familiar. It's been used for some good scares in both Conjuring movies. And it's going to further the time with the daughter, which is going to deepen our connection with the Warren's, which I think uh, it's that's going to make rewatching the first two Conjuring films a bit better because you're going to know what what uh what they've been through or what their daughter's been through and why they would be so scared you know, to to keep leaving her, especially in the first Conjuring. If something happens with Annabelle in the timeline before the first Conjuring movie, and then you th- I watch the Conjuring movie again, I'm gonna think like, uh, how could how could she how could she be comfortable leaving her daughter anywhere? And then when they hear that you know, Bathsheba was fucking with her in the Annabelle doll, it's it's gonna be an added layer, and I like that. It's sometimes prequels work out in that way, not always. But uh, the production design is probably going to be great because they're going to be able to play with different entities and haunted objects that are a bit new and different. So I think the film's going to be real frightening because we're not going to know what's going to be around the corner. We're going to see Ram. uh, We're going to see (laughs) – I can't stop thinking. (laughs) We're going to see the demon Ram. We're going to see Annabelle. But I think with her fucking with all those entities or objects, we're going to see some weird new things. And then those are going to lead to more spinoffs. We're going to have The Crooked Man, probably going to have maybe more than none in some other movie. It's, it's going to expand the mythology of the universe again and create, set us up for better movies in the front. Stop playing with this tits. <laughs> you know, but uh, stop it. I'm trying to be serious. I run a podcast here. So we're done. That's what Annabelle 3, that's what I think it's going to be. It's going to be a good ride, but it's still going to be a little bit of the same of what we've seen. But I'll tell you guys what I really wanted to see in the next Annabelle movie and where they could still go with it. Uh, So I feel like a direct sequel to creation is where it's at, man. Uh, Linda, Sister Charlotte, Carol, Nancy, Kate, and Tierney, or Tierney, whatever her name is, they all survived. Uh, The last we saw them was leaving the Mullins' house, Rip, and after they managed to drive Janice and her possessed ass out of their presence. Uh, uh, That's the wrong page. So out of that, the only characters we're seeing again are Linda and Charlotte. Like I said, the other girls fucking sucked, and I think a direct follow up to Creation should follow Linda and Charlotte. There's, I mean, they could go several different ways with it. Oh, they could, uh, they could, uh, they could lose their place when they're reading shit. They could <laughs> go so, <laughs> yeah, so, it is. Okay, so all right, here we go. We're back on track. It'd probably have to take place like right after creation. I'm talking like a few months or days or maybe a few years later. That would work. So if it goes like right after, I think it could be take place in another orphanage, maybe something closer by a church or something, something a bit closer to God. Unfortunately, I think that's sort of going to be something too similar to what we saw in creation. A group of a group of orphan girls, maybe boys too. Who knows? Terrorized by the demon, you know, which is dangerous. Man, it could cause fatigue to set in for some viewers. We don't want to see the same exact thing over and over sometimes, but then again, it could be pretty fresh with the change relationship between Linda and Charlotte. I imagine they'd become more like a, a mother daughter duo, and that would allow an expansion on Charlotte's backstory because in creation there was uh, one hint of her son who apparently passed away. We saw, like, his clothes and her suitcase. And then in a deleted scene, uh, the demon took the form of her son to fuck with her. So we'd get a little more uh, acquainted with that. And then it would set up uh, a nice arc for her because we would, uh, well, let's see. She would be sort of finding her purpose. I mean, she did dedicate her life to God. You know, she's a nun, so she thinks she's had her purpose. But I think... Uh, relating her and Linda as mother and daughter would work well. She can redeem herself, man, even though it's not her fault that her son died, probably. It, it would give the movie a solid emotional backbone in the vein of The Conjuring movies because they're really about family and Ed and Lorraine getting closer. So that would be a good idea. I definitely also want to see some mayhem, mayhem occur in church. I can imagine how crazy a scene would would be with ram in full form in a house of god you know like fuck man i uh, i wrote in my notes hot damn uh, the first Annabelle is the only movie that really flirted with that so far like something happening in a church uh the nun the nun's gonna take place in a church so i guess it's uh, they beat me to the point there but that's fine they're not paying me for this. Now, the second most likely option of where that, the next movie could go is they might pick up uh, after the first Annabelle movie. So that took place in, I believe, 1967 or 1969. It was like 12 years after creation. Uh, I can imagine the follow-up taking place in the 80s, man. There's a couple reasons for that. Uh, number one, the 80s is always uh, the '80s is always uh, just a great aesthetic. I mean, people love fucking hearkening back to those days. And it was pretty popular for horror movies, so they could take advantage of some of those callbacks and uh, looks. Uh, let's see. Uh, the second reason is it gives the production another reason to reference the style of the 80s classic <laughs> horror films. Oh, my fucking God. Many of which <laughs> reshaped the genre. Um, and then the third movie... I think I said there's two reasons, but I'm going to hit you with the third, is that they could have wrapped the Annabelle movies neatly as a nice little trilogy. As soon as the news of Annabelle 3 broke, I came up with the idea of it featuring an adult Linda facing Annabelle, Janice, and Ram one last time. They can have her living uh, just a normal life when the doll shows up again. You know, go classic haunted house. Once again, it would fall into a bit of a, a cliche and something we've already seen, but still, it would work. Uh, you know, she's she's uh, she's living in her house. Everything's fine. And then, bam, doll shows up again and she's got to get to rocking. <laughs> yeah. The past comes a knocking. She's got to get to rocking. And <laughs> they could utilize uh, young Janice as a form that the demon takes to terrorize her. I mean, that would probably, you know, rip her apart, rip her poor little heart apart. And, you know, Sister Charlotte and young Linda could be utilizing a flashback. They were great in creation, so I feel like they should keep that going and I think uh, Ram could take the form of Charlotte. We saw uh, uh, it take the form of Charlotte in creation when she pushed uh, Janice into the barn and fully possessed her. So I, it would wrap everything up. And I think we could uh, reference, and dif- it would reference and diversify the imagery of the scary nun that we've gotten. The nun. So it, it would just, it would all connect, man. It'd be perfect. And it, imagine if she called the Warrens to help her. I mean, that's it. That would, that'd be perfect for me. I mean, or I imagine Linda, she could have gone hardcore in her faith after the incident in 57 became a nun herself, or just a very avid churchgoer, you know, whatever that is. She was a nun, then it would make sense that she'd want to make up for not being able to save her friend all those years ago, and it would make my wish of Ram uh, being in a church come true. A nice dynamic would also be if Linda is pregnant or has a child of her own. It can be played to her sister Charlotte's dead son, Linda's relationship with Charlotte, the lady from the first Annabelle movie who was protecting her uh unborn and then infant child from you know, the, the devil and the whole family and love things from the main conjuring movies would play into that as well i mean there's another sort of option solid option that i wrote there which is what they're doing no well no they're not doing it the the other option is the clean slate i mean simply put just they could make probably any movie with annabelle in it they could just Just new family, new people being fucked with. So I I don't want to see that, but it's an option. And real quick, you know, those are the big three, but real quick, here's here's some other options that that I would fucking love to see. Uh, Mia, the lady from the first Annabelle, her baby's grown up and she has to face Ram. So it's basically my idea for grown-up Linda, but with uh, Mia's child. Uh, The grown-up Linda idea with Mia's child as a supporting character, like a friend or neighbor or something. She would die in it. Uh, the, the same as the previous one, except switch the Mia and Linda roles. Linda would die in it, and uh, a further back prequel somehow showing the origin of Ram. It, this could be something really fucking fresh, like subway kind of fresh on the dark fairy tale, crooked man level. You know, it's it'd be real different from what we've seen. Imagine if we saw like something actually in hell. I, I don't know how they would uh, do that in the Conjuring universe, but I'd like to see it. So, uh, just to, to wrap it up, I'm. It's this was a. Uh, Fuck. And, uh, just to wrap this up, I'm really excited for this movie. I mean, hopefully it doesn't get delayed because it's set for, like, July 3rd, 2019, or just early July. So they, they really, they've got to get it going. They've, they're finishing up writing it, so they got to get in production soon. And I'm just excited to see what Gary Diverman can do writing and directing this time. And he's got so many directions to go with, you know, and exactly how he executes his vision. Hopefully it leads to more Annabelle movies and they can do what I want. Yeah, uh, so it's uh, thank you. Want to thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, can you? St- I forgot. What do you say at the end? <laughs> we got my fella in here. That about wraps it up for this episode of Chase's Backroom Movie News. Episode. Uh, what are you calling this? Uh, two thumbs up yeah no. uh, two thumbs up okay so uh, please give this video a like and subscribe to the channel because we really appreciate your support and drop a comment below whether it be anything that he talked about today or anything that you guys would like to bring into discussion you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Batgirl Official and follow the page for notifications and other upcoming videos coming to, to you guys, guys. got it alright guys uh, we'll see you next time